Welcome back, everyone, and good afternoon. My name is Janice Malillo, the host of this business podcast, Truly Your VA with Janice. You know, we all have wanted that dream job, right? You know, perhaps we're changing careers. Maybe we're changing to an online forum. And you just need a little career coach to help you out with that. Well, I'm so excited to welcome to the Truly Your VA podcast, um, my amazing guest today, Rebecca Beaton. Rebecca, before you say hello, I just want to um, let our listeners and viewers know a couple things about you. You are the owner and head career coach of RebeccaBeaton.com, and you coach your clients who are dissatisfied with their job to get clear and build their dream career. Welcome to the Truly Your VA. I'm so Thank excited. Thank you for having me. You are so mm -hmm. welcome. <laughs> so when people, first of all, I want to start kind of on the tail end. What somebody's dream career may be, because I think when we hear dream career, I, I see a lot of fluff and I don't mean anything bad by that. Oh, I agree. It's a process. <laughs> right yeah. to get to that dream career okay i actually recently did a reel that's called is a dream career even possible and the answer to that is yes and no a lot of clients come to me expecting just like a lot of things in life like the happy ending career the happy ending marriage right so that we get to this destination and that is just there every day I'm excited to go to work I can't wait to jump out of bed and you know I hate the phrase work that never feels like a day of work in your life because for most people work is still always going to feel like work some of the time if you can get to a place where you are excited about your work 70% of the time or more that's awesome uh, and it's not just about feeling excited about work, but what I want to say about dream career is, is it even possible? Uh, yes and no. So anyone can be in a dream job for sure. Uh, no job's going to be perfect. There's always going to be challenges. And part of choosing a dream career is actually what challenges do you want to have, right? There's going to be challenges. What are the challenges you're gonna be willing to put up with? Like maybe for some people it's, I'm really connected to the bigger purpose of what I'm working on and the team and I know I'm contributing my strengths to that. So if there's challenges that come up along the way, I'm okay to deal with those, right? So there's always gonna be challenges. It's never gonna be perfect. Uh, the other piece though is in today's world, to have a dream career is to know how to find the next dream job when or if you uh, need to or want to. And that uh -huh. you, it's not just like you land in this destination dream career. So I agree, there's a lot of fluff. And sometimes you just have to like, I use a language because I, my mind thinks of all these like nuances and complexities and like, Thing, it, it, and it just simplifies it. Um, but the way we'll sort of start thinking about a dream career as well, we find it, we find the one, and then we're happy for the rest of our career is a bit of a myth. 
you can still build a dream career, but it might look like you're in a dream job for a while, then you switch to a different job that you really like, or you have some side gigs that you really like, um, but you're confident that you know how to find opportunities that you really love consistently. Hmm. That is a dream career in today's world. You know, and you said a key thing, well, you said a lot of key things, but when we are looking for it, a lot of times we ourselves don't even know what it is. Oh, um, yeah. Take, for instance, I'm going to go back about three and a half years, probably about four or five months before the pandemic occurred. I was working full time as a wellness coach, building my online business. And then, you know, I admit it, I was dragging my feet, but then I lost my job. That was okay, because it gave me time to focus on that. And was I really, when I really looked at what I thought would be my dream ideal, I still, I, I don't want to say I was there because I don't think I was. I'm like, okay, now I'm laid off. Now I can work on this. But then what I had to really look at, like I had to ask myself some really serious questions. Why am I not excited? Yeah, because you thought that was your dream career. And then you're like, oh, this isn't what I thought it would be. Or I don't feel the way I thought I'd feel. It, all of the above. And, and yeah. I think it's really critical when you are, I mean, even my VA business has gone through a major transformation. In fact, I'm, I would say probably within a year, I am going to need to look at, you know, hiring someone to support me in what I do. Mm -hmm. And I'm excited about that because that means that I'm, I'm going to be able to grow my business even further. I, I do love you feel I like this is a dream career for you right now. I do. Yeah. Awesome. Like I, I connect with that. I connect yes. with it on so many episodes. I mean, episodes. I, I was just talking about podcasts and, you know, I think that, you know, I, I'm in a very unique situation that I get to do really what I love to do at this point in my life. Mm -hmm. Love it. And okay. So I have a couple things I want to say. And like, I also feel like it'd be useful for you to share your story of how you found that. And I could share my story too, but I just want to say a couple things first, because thinking of it as finding my dream career or the dream career is really not helpful for most people to think about it that way because it puts a lot of pressure on it mm -hmm. and you can never know if you're in the absolute best possible dream career for you in fact chances are there's probably something else out there that's even better for you that you just like don't even know so to think True. of it as i have multiple dream careers is really really helpful helps relieve a lot of pressure and if we're looking for what we want to do relieving pressure and stress around it is one of the best things we can do because stress makes us stupid stupid we can't make decisions we can't think clearly and then we just say stop so thinking about it as like a dream career there's multiple dream careers is really 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 helpful uh i had a second point totally lost it so you want to share your story about how you got there? Oh, wait, wait. Oh, yeah, this is the That's okay. Uh, 
was gonna say, I know it came back to me. Uh, often it is a lot of people feel like there's something wrong with them for not knowing what they want to do. Yeah. For feeling dissatisfied. And I love to share that there's absolutely nothing wrong for not knowing. Uh, because we live in a world where there are so many options available to us. There's over 60,000 different job titles in North America alone. Okay. Our brains didn't evolve to make decisions beyond like three options. <laughs> so the reason there's this huge, the reason I do what I do, I didn't even know there was like, I could build a business around helping people figure out what to do for their work. I literally didn't know that was a thing. And there's so many people in that place. And it, like for listeners, you are not alone. There's so many people who are confused, even if they're not pressing that. Um, and that it doesn't just have to be like, boom, one day it falls in your lap. There is a process you can follow to get clearer and closer to what one of those possible dream careers is for you. Mm. That is so true. And, you know, thinking back to how, where I started out, where I was explaining that, you know, here I am unemployed trying to build this, this business and it, it just wasn't sitting well with me. And then my business coach at the time said, you know, what are you good at? What are you good at? Mm -hmm. List of that, those things that you are good at. And I looked at it and Again, I have to be very honest, but I also did a list of the things that I was not good at or I didn't like. Mm -hmm. That helps me really define what I liked to do on that list. Mm. So it was so, quite intentional for you to a degree. Yes, it was. And so I start, all right, I am, you know, a lot of my clients, um, you know, call me the organization diva. I refer to myself as the podcast diva, the wellness diva. And by the way, obviously, I love that word diva. Um, like diva, diva cubed. I, I own it. <laughs> yeah, I own it. And but what it taught me was, you know, at that point where I had grown my VA business, I was a virtual legal assistant. And I was about a week away, and I may have already told you this story, I, I don't know, but I was about a week away from <clears throat> making my first five-figure month. And I thought, oh my God, I'm my own entrepreneur, I'm my own boss, I'm doing what I love to do. About a week away from hitting my first five-figure month, like this is insane. Yeah, yes. what a feeling. Yes, they do pay me the big bucks because I'm damn good at what I do. But there's a button there. My son had his, you know, suffered his life-threatening injury. He's okay. I want to let everybody know he's okay now. But that helped me to redefine my why. And one of my trips coming home from Philly, where you know, obviously from Philly to Connecticut, very long ride. I had a lot of time to think. And I'm like, wait a minute, why am I, <clears throat> excuse me, why am I doing this? Like, what is the purpose of me do, being a virtual legal assistant? So I started to question everything. 
And what occurred to me was that that wasn't my dream thing to do. Why, why am I working for attorneys? And of course, if there are any attorneys listening, nothing against you as a whole profession. I, that's how I really developed my organizational skills. And I'm forever grateful for that. But if you, if you're not feeling it, that this is your dream career, you need to switch it up. Yeah. And a lot of the time, I love that. And it takes, uh, experimenting a lot of the time and there's such an impatience often I was like well I want to be in that thing now and you know working with someone like me or other people who can help you get there faster but for me it was a long process it was that it, place of like what is it that I want to do and and even that like I still don't think of my career as a destination it's a process it's you know, I had a goal for the longest time that was a destination of to be able to do my business full time. I wanted to hit 100K. That's always like the first goal for any coach. You like you want to have a bigger business. Um, but, and that was my goal, but I might change careers one day. I still have like five other business ideas that I'm thinking about all the time. And to not, for me, at least, and a lot of my clients find this helpful too, to think of it as a process of like, what's that next step? Get there and then reassess what's the next step. You need to like plot out your whole life, what it's going to look like now. Mm -hmm. Especially and in today's world, things change so quickly. Elon Musk bought Twitter, fired a bunch of people, gave them one month severed package and boom. Like these people's lives change forever. And that's the world we live in. Things change quick. That it certainly can. And when you, I think, go forward with a career that you thought, okay, here I am in my dream job, I think you have to be willing to be open to different ideas. And for me, it was niching down even further. You know, mm -hmm. first, when, you know, you're, I was kind of feeling out the VA you know, starting my own VA business is like, you know, I want to help everyone. No, I yeah. don't want to help everyone. And what I mean by that is I've niched it down even further. I'm a podcast VA booking and marketing manager, of course, as well as podcast host to three different mm. podcasts, of course, one, which I co-host with my sister, but it was then that I knew this, this is it. Like, I'm yeah excited. what a great feeling of yeah and that can change too right like I used to date someone who his whole life he knew he wanted to work in film and do 3d animation and like what a blessing <laughs> like I've had so many clients to you before say like why couldn't I just pop out of the womb me like this is what I want to do like some people but even him after about 20, 25 years in that profession, he was like, starting with the one to change, like passions change, interests change. And so in that reality, I like that you talked about niching, right? Because that applies to business, but this applies to every single person in their career now. Like if you're looking for a job, it's not, most people go right to the job posting to see, well, what's up there? 
things that I kind of mold myself into versus stepping back and doing kind of similar to what you did. Like, what are my strengths? What are my skills? What drives me? What do I believe in? How do I mush all these things together? Um, and develop your own brand around that. And so you can land a dream job and then you're set to land another dream job because you just know who you are. You know what you're good at. And ideally, you have a killer LinkedIn profile and you know how to communicate that verbally to other people. And so find opportunities that way. And um, because we change a lot as humans and the world changes really quickly. And the, it's confusing. And I think, like, I honestly think the reason I have a business right now is because of the gap that exists between what we were taught in school and the reality of today's world. And that gap hasn't really been corrected in the education system. Is this making sense to you? Yes. Yeah. 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 So then, like, there's people like me who can come in and, uh, you know, help to fill in that gap. And eventually, I actually, so I have, um, I'm building a new group program right now, but eventually I want to adapt the content and see if that content that would be interesting to just give away to high school students oh, and help like them that. at an earlier age because there's so much that is not taught in high school that kids can learn at a younger age. And we live in a world where there's less and less structure, right? So I read a really interesting thing about this. I'm not going to name the author because he's very controversial and I personally do not like who he is. <laughs> but he did write something really interesting about how, okay, throughout history, we have evolved and evolved and evolved to have less structure and um, set roles in our society, especially for women. Like think about back in the 60s, you had to get married as a woman to have any kind of clout. Like, like things have changed a lot. So, so less and more and more, we have less, less structure. Even when you think about gender identity, there's this whole spectrum. And I think we are moving in a good direction with that. But what's missing is our, what's missing is being taught is how to find your own internal compass to navigate a world full of so many options with so little structure. And it's like mm -hmm. that with career, right? And that compass is knowing who you are, what you value, what you're good at, what you bring to the table, what you believe in, and knowing how to like package that and communicate it in a way that makes sense to other people and uh, so they can see the value in that. Right. And I think the value in it is, you know, that initial part of, you know, however you are coached to like, for me, you know, I had, I have a business coach and, you know, write down what you like, write down what you're absolutely good at. And she said, and here's the other thing. When I showed her these lists, she says, you didn't write down one main thing that I know without a doubt. Like when I hear this word, I think of you. What was that? Organization. See, this is the I, thing. 
organization and that's yeah. why and you didn't write that down about yourself mm -hmm. which is so interesting uh would it be helpful i can share how i help my clients get those lists too because yeah. those lists are important um it's hard to just write those lists down yourself and like really get it because what we're good at we just we, as humans we just kind of tend to assume everyone's the same as us <laughs> it's not really like rational or logical but you know how we we treat other people how we would want them to treat us for example right and we but at the end of the day we obviously have all these different strengths and we can take those strengths for granted or we might not be aware of them until we get that feedback um so like a quick little trick for anyone who's listening if you really want to get clear on your strengths and skills i use what's the store called a story-based approach i've used a lot of different approaches over the years i've been doing this for 10 years i've used a lot of different approaches over the years and this is by far the most effective uh so going back yourself through your life history and coming up with specific times where you felt energized in flow accomplished proud joyful while you're doing some kind of work it doesn't have to be paid work it can be volunteer work it could be a personal project it can be something like setting up a wedding with some friends or um, anything like that and they need to be specific stories so it's not like every time i go to the gym i feel energized it's like this one time i went to the gym and i met this person and they taught me how to do this and then i taught them how to do that right and then so you can start to pull the skills out of those situations that you were using when you felt that way and the reason that I like using that storytelling approach is because then you also have evidence. It's not just like guessing or like, yeah, I like I know myself pretty well. And often there's not a lot of surprises there, but at least you have some evidence to back it up. And then the other way is to ask other people, not just what am I good at, but again for stories about specific times when you when they've seen you at your best. Okay again a specific story so rather than something coming back to you and it's helpful of course like when your coach is saying you're organized like we're not denying that also incredibly helpful information but if something comes back to you with a story of like when you were a kid and at this one soccer game you know i saw you go over to the other kids the kid on your soccer team who like didn't get oranges at halftime gave them their or their orange <laughs> or something, you know, the, and they and they can go to the details and you start to extract okay, what are the strengths there? What are the skills there? And you can feel way more confident in those because you have evidence, right? Evidence-based, yeah. You know, and I would I would say definitely whatever works for for someone. Um I guess the list thing kind of worked for me because of the organization part of it. And, you know, that may not work for someone else. So I, I yeah. love how you, you um, really spelled that out in such a way where, you know, pulling your skills out, you know, referencing different situations in your life where 
you really learned something very valuable, or maybe, you know, maybe you didn't see it at the time, but maybe somebody said, like you were saying, oh, you know, when you were younger and you were in this situation and this is mm -hmm. what you, I mean, I there's, that. yeah, there's always those learning lessons, which I think is really, really important. Yeah. yeah and there's like, there's so many different approaches and like you use a different approach, slightly different approach. Other career coaches use different approaches. And one thing that um, I loved hearing, I think it was Denise Duffield Thomas. She's like a money coach. And she said, she's like, at the end of the day, you can read any book about money. You can read any self-help book. And as long as you implement the stuff you're learning, it's going to help you. Like there's no right or wrong formula to these things. Like there's different methods and different approaches and things that work for different people. So yeah. So I have a question, of course. In the implementation phase, specifically for you, what have you found to be something that you learned from implementing something? maybe it went exactly as you thought it would or maybe it went a little haywire but it turned out to be better than you thought it would oh so you're talking about it, something i implemented in my own business and yeah something that you've in, implemented in your own business well i've implemented a lot of things i think that i my success never happens quickly. <laughs> Wait, I should think, I shouldn't say never. I'm not an overnight success story. <laughs> uh, it took me six years to make a full-time living for my business. And so I implemented a ton of things that failed again and again and again and again and again and again, and I just kept at it. Uh, recently, again, now I'm trying to scale my business to like that next level. I kind of plateaued around 100K for three years, and now I'm like, okay, how do I get to this next level? Maybe I want to make 200, 250K. Uh, I actually got a line of credit, invested a bunch of money, and then I'm not being the smartest investments. <laughs> uh so i think that it will still pay off eventually like i'm not too concerned about it but i ran this group program in a number of times and i was using paid ads and then i would get 10 to 12 people in the program and they were paying a thousand bucks each so it was a three-month program you can tell I'm not making a lot of money from this. <laughs> uh, so I'm actually currently revamping that program. And I know eventually it's successful. I'm very confident in that. But I fail like a ton. I'm not one of those people where it's like, I did this and then it worked. And like, I, it's slow for me. And I love sharing this. Because I see so much online of people who are like, 
and how quickly they've grown. And I like to share that, like, I'm good at what I do. I also know to market. And I've spent a lot of money investing in my own personal growth as a coach and marketing and business. And for me, it's a slower process and that's okay. <laughs> like, uh, so I don't know if you want a more specific example, but that would be the most recent one where I consulted with some other people. I was like, should I get this line of credit? I was in a very good financial situation. Um, I was maybe thinking about buying a place. I was like, you know what? I'm going to invest in my business and it hasn't paid back yet. Now I'm in debt. And well I think it'll still pay off. Mm -hmm. I do think it will pay off eventually. I don't think I made the wisest decision, but when you're in business on your own, you haven't done this before, it's really hard to know. And I just have mess up after mess up after mess up. And I've still gotten to a place eventually of like, I'm location independent. I just spent a month and a half living in Mexico. Um, and I love my life. I love my work, right? But I fail constantly. And I don't think I have built a business very quickly, like compared to a lot of people. <laughs> wow. Though, here's the thing though. I think those failures are also part of your success. Well, I learn a lot. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's, and like, honestly, my, I think I'm just good at being persistent and stubborn. Like, <laughs> uh, almost everyone else I went to coaching school with, I only was just single one of them doing a full-time coaching business of 30 people, right? Because a lot of them tried for a year, maybe two, and weren't getting the results they wanted. And neither was I, and I just kind of kept at it. So. I was never a great coach to start out with. Like I was good enough. Um, and I've worked a long time to develop that skill. I'm very confident as a coach now. I'm a powerful coach now. I can like honestly say that. That took me about six or seven years to get there. <laughs> and to not feel like an imposter. <laughs> wow. Bring up something very va valid because, you know, I think when we, sometimes when we go into a situation like that, like we want it right then and there where, mm -hmm. you know, everything is instantaneous. And, you know, I look back on my entrepreneur entrepreneurship journey and really since my uh, son's accident to changing my whole business around, it's still evolving. And now I'm just starting to see basically the fruits of my labor and I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm okay. What, with what makes you okay with it? Do you think? Whereas someone else because, not be. I guess because um, the way I originally started out, you know, I, I know that I can get to a five figure month. Yeah. I was like that close. Yeah. It, and it goes back to, you know, something else that you mentioned, confidence. I have that confidence that I know I, I will get there. There's mm -hmm. no, there's no doubt in my mind. Where does that confidence come from? 
<laughs> I think it's every, I think it's every, right I have that too. I always have the confidence I will get there eventually. I was going to say, why do we have that? Why? <laughs> good question. And I, and I, but I was going to add to that. Wait a minute. Who's interviewing who here? <laughs> but this is a give and take. What happens when you talk to a coach? I don't even know if I'm doing it. <laughs> it's just like, I just like, curious you know i wish you i wish i could say this is where i got my confidence from and i always go back to a conversation i had with my dad right before he passed um be three three years ago this upcoming september mm -hmm. <laughs> and one thing we always used to talk about things that i love to do that i wanted to do so this really last conversation my dad had a way of getting his point across and pointing out to me something that I already knew, but he did it in such a way where it made me think, okay, yeah, I can do this. I can do this. Yeah. It feels a little afraid, mm -hmm. but what he said was truly you were meant for more. That's all he had to say. And I think of that whenever Whenever something may come up, whenever something feels a little scary, I think truly I was meant for more. And even yeah. more so, even more so now since my son's accident. Again, he's doing very well. Less than I have like, I want to touch in there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so happy to hear that too. Like <laughs> I, mean, I don't have kids and I'm like, I can't imagine. Like I just, yeah. So I'm also like. And it was also uh, something that my son <laughs> said to me on one of the trips back from Philly that, you know, he said, mom, you know, you got to continue to do what you love to do and be creative and, you know, take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. And I thought, and of course I bawled my eyes out, but I thought, wow, everything he has been through and he's concerned about his mama taking care of herself. And that right now, I think is my my driving force is to honor his journey, which was yeah. right. I started the third podcast stories that inspire us. Cool. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And one thing you said there that just jumped out at me is doing things that scare you. And because anytime we do something that scares us, even if we fail, we build confidence and trust in ourselves because so when we fail, we like we realize we can handle it. And for me, if I if I'm to think back on what gives me this determination and persistence, is from a very young age. And I don't know where this came from. Actually, I was like I was a very shy, awkward didn't get in child and people find that hard to believe in me now and I didn't fit in I was so uncomfortable with myself I was so shy and I was actually really unhappy most of my childhood and for some reason I decided the only way to get out of that was to just do things that scare me do things that scare me and for some reason, from a young age, I just decided that, like, when I was in grade 12, we had this um, talent show, like, within the whole school. 
and I was like, I want to perform in that talent show. I was just learning guitar. I was pretty new at it. So I tried it for the talent show, got rejected. No one like ever gets rejected from doing the talent show. I'm like probably the first person ever. And I was like, okay, gonna work on this for the whole next year. Tried it again, got rejected. And <laughs> you know what I did? I found this guy who was in my grade, who's really good at guitar, and he performed every year. And I was like, can we do it together? He was like, sure. So we duetted and I got into the talent show. And like, I think it's just that you could start that at any age. And I'm happy I started that when I was younger. And doing the things that scare you to build confidence. And I guess I just want to like summarize that for people listening is like a lot of the time we're waiting to feel confident before we do a thing. Oh, I'll work on my mindset and I need to, you know, once I feel confident and comfortable to do that, then I'll do it. And often it's the other way around. It's like you take action and then we build confidence, even if we fail. Right? So that confidence, you it's so interesting. We're both noticing, oh yeah, we have a confidence. You have a confidence you're gonna succeed. I have a confidence I'm gonna succeed. Uh to this next level of my business. And maybe that's coming from just having a willingness to do things that scare us. I'm just kind of spewing stuff off the top of my head here, by the way. Like just because we're talking and this is ideas. And uh, I don't know, what are your thoughts? Well, you know, one thing I've shared a lot with, you know, about being fearful about something, and I even question myself about it all the time is, and I know this is going to be hard for some people to realize, but I have a fear of being on video all by myself. Mm. Frady scared. I totally admit it. I have done it a few times. Um, for instance, when I do the morning brief on the wisdom audio app, and by the way, thank you to all, oh my gosh, thank you to everyone currently listening on the wisdom audio app. I see a lot of familiar names, <clears throat> excuse me. So thank you so much for being here. So usually when I do that, I go live on my business page or whatever it may be, because I just kind of need to get over it. You know, I'm almost, and I think I told you this before we went on, I'm almost 800 episodes between all the, the three podcasts. Mm. And I'm like, and I asked myself, okay, I, I feel that fear before I go on live and I'm all by myself. What, what about going on live do I think is my perception? Oh, that mm. people may not like me, um, that I'm going to... <laughs> flub up my words. Um, I do have a coughing issue and I, I do cough drops and all that kind of stuff before I go on live. You know, am I going to cough? Like you're, you're, I'm constantly questioning myself and I'm yeah, just, you think of all the worst case scenarios. Yeah. You, you think of all the worst case scenarios. So before, and this is a little trick that I do for myself um, or, you know, a tip is Let's hear it. Before I actually go on live, and I'm going to kind of do it here because we are on live, so I'm going to pretend that I am on live. Of course I am. 
but I, I will kind of look at the camera and obviously I see the, the Zoom reflection and I go, hey, how you doing? Whatever reason that cracks me up and then I'm okay. That is not what I was expecting you to say. I'm like so random and funny and I love it. And different things work for different people, I tell you. It yeah does. yeah one thing i i like so for me what i do and this is actually where i thought you were going with it is like you're asking all these questions about like well what if this bad thing happens or what if this bad things happen um and for myself and this is something i do with all my clients that we work on too is well yeah those things might happen uh also what if it all works out really well. <laughs> like, right, if you're gonna make up stories about the future that you don't know of mm -hmm. what's gonna happen, why not focus on, and we all have that negativity bias with our brain, so it's so normal to go all negative, but it's really never gonna stop. Catch yourself and shift it to like, well, what if I inspire a lot of people? What if I see more relatable than coughing? I did a webinar one time and I was laughing so hard after because I didn't realize I like grabbed a Kleenex and just blew my nose and it went right into the mic. <laughs> and I was just like, I like put the Kleenex down and just kept talking. And I actually thought it was hilarious. I sent it to a friend later because she uh, got after me once for blowing my nose in a restaurant. I was like, I don't care. And so I sent it to her and she's like, I'm dying. Um, but I think that you know you could be like well you could say hey that made people think i wasn't professional or maybe it just makes them like you more and think you're more human like you don't know what people are thinking why not think they're positively judging you right well exactly so that's kind of how you know i look at it um rebecca do you have a couple extra minutes maybe we can invite somebody up from the wisdom audio app who may want to ask you a question sure or... i didn't know there was an option yes i would love that yeah okay wisdom we have time for one guest to come up if you'd like to ask rebecca a question or Or if you want to contribute, my computer froze up here. Are you there, Rebecca? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. I think I just need to refresh it on my end. Just bear with me a second here. And I'm back. Okay. So we have time for one guest to come up. Um, again, if you want to ask Rebecca a question or contribute to the conversation. Um, Rebecca, as we're waiting for someone to hopefully come up, can you tell us how our viewers and listeners can connect with you further? Yep, easiest is to find me on Instagram at Rebecca underscore Beaton. And if you go to link my bio, I have a bunch of free resources there as well. Oh, wonderful. And of course I will um, make sure all that information is in the show notes. Mm-hmm. I yeah, think we've easiest. the link to my website there and perfect. Yeah, that's probably the easiest to remember. Okay. Got it. You know, I think we've only just scratched the surface. I know. I feel like we can keep talking. <laughs> I'm such a blabbermouth here, but I want to thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule 
um, you know, the truly schedule is not that busy. It actually isn't. <laughs> I don't well, like you that busy. Well, you know what? <laughs> Thank you for having me on with your busy schedule. Are so welcome. Um, I love what I do, and, and um, you know, really, the this business podcast is all about the connection, the engagement, and the collaboration. And I just want to let everyone know if you have a special expertise, you're in the digital world, entrepreneurship, you want to share your expertise on this business podcast. We talk about a range of different subjects. Please don't hesitate to reach out. If you are currently listening on the Wisdom Audio app, you can always um, hit my profile page there and go to the Truly UVA website and register as a guest. Rebecca, I hope you will definitely consider coming back again soon. We'll have to. I'd uh, love to. That'll be awesome. Remember, <clears throat> you have a business you want to start. Maybe you're looking for your dream job, whatever that is for you. Why not contact Rebecca, career coach extraordinaire? My name is Janice Malillo, the host of Truly Your VA Janice Podcast, the business podcast for business entrepreneurs. Thank you so much, everyone. And we shall see you again really soon. Bye for now. Bye. Thank you.